Today's daf is daf chof aleph. We are going to begin on daf chof um, a little bit towards the top of the line. Chof aleph is today's daf chof. I'm basically going to start by tenan. Okay, so now the Gemara had a suffix bechlal. If zenena, if somebody zenena v'zalei chaser, if does he have to, could he charge rent or not? For example, the Gemara brought a case of a squatter. Guy squats in somebody's backyard or somebody's courtyard. And the guy anyway, the owner is anyway not renting it out. So does the squatter now say, at the end of the day, no one's renting it. What do you care that I'm there? I have a no, and you nothing doesn't lack, you don't lack anything. So can he charge rent or not? So now the Gemara says like this. So now we learned in a mission. This is a mission of Baba Basada. The mission the Mishnah says like this. There's a nice picture of that in Rashi. Um, if let's say somebody, for example, let's say Reuben had three fields from three different angles, and Shimon's field was in the middle. So you see a picture of Rashi. Shimon's Reuben's field is right one, two, three. It's surrounded by, by uh, Shimon's fields in the middle, and it's, and Shimon's three field Reuben's three fields are surrounding Shimon's fields. So like this, and okay. So Hamakiv Chaveri Mishal Juchayzev and the Godas are Yishenim Sashnim Sashlishes. So Reuven's field is surrounding Shimon's field. So what did Reuven do? Reuven made a three-wall fence around Shimon's field. So what's the halacha? We don't, we don't expect, or we don't, we can't demand from Shimon that he should pay for some of the fence. Why not? Because at the end of the day, Shimon's field is open on one end, so his field is not really, um, really, really um, guarded. Now, so that's what the Mishnah says. Amakiv chov chaveri mishalish yuchayse begoder as harishayne v'sashni v'sashtishis ain mechayvenis. That's the din. So now the Gemara's mitzvah is ha. But what if Reuven would have went ahead and put a fourth fence? We're starting with starting chov chov from the base by tanan. You got it, yeah. Um, so the Gemara's mitzvah is ha. But what if what if it would be let's say. Um, he would have had a fourth wall, so he would have made a fourth fence. So now it comes out that Shimon has enough from the Shimon's whole entire fence is surrounded. So what's the halacha? Mechaev and Isai. We are Mechaev. We make Shimon pay for some of the field. Right? It's very relevant. Nowadays you have, you have neighbors, right? Everyone in Crown Heights or in Brooklyn is back-to-back neighbors. Everyone is, how do you say, it's uh, their... Uh, Right, everything is attached over here. There's no, there's no, no detached. Very, very few. Thank you very much. There's very detached houses. So now you have an attached house, and you guys are sharing a wall together. So what if the what if one of the neighbors wants to make a new wall? Who has to pay for it? Can he go ahead and make the neighbor now pay for some of the wall? Say, look, we share a wall together. Maybe you pay half, I pay half. So now you have neighbor one says, I, I want to make a new wall. Neighbor two says, I don't need a new wall. I'm fine with the old wall. So it's very. What? Right. Thank you. So now, anyway, from over here, so the Gemara says, "How do we use mechayven eisus?" What do you see? Shmami, no, we see that in the case of zenena v'zelei chaser, where one guy has hano and the other guy doesn't doesn't lack anything. Why? Because Shimon, the fact that Shimon does have hano from Ruvain's Ruvain's um, gather. And Reuven doesn't, what does Reuven care if Shimon has enough from his work? So, the same thing is somebody who's Hador, Bechotzech Havedei, 
which the chaver, thank you, is anyway, he's not renting it out. What do we see from here? That he's chayiv. Why? Because in the case of Amakas Chavidim and now he went ahead and put a fourth wall there, we make Shimon pay for it. Why do you make Shimon pay for it? Reuven, anyways, has to put up the wall there. He's anyways, wants to put up the wall. So what does Shimon care? Alamai, you see that in the case of Zenena, Vezele Chaser, So Hadar And even though he, anyways, is not renting it out. Right? You say like a guy says, "Oh, can I stay? Can I stay in your apartment?" Uh, okay, anyway, we're gonna have this soon. It's anyway empty. So what do you see from here? It doesn't matter. Anyway empty. You gotta pay for it. Exactly. So my answer is no. Shani awesome. It's different. You can't bring a raya. Then the case of Zenden and Bezalel Chazir is chayiv. Why? What do you call it? By the gate. By the gate. Why? Why not? Because Reuben can tell Shimon, you, Reuben can tell Shimon, you're the one who caused me to make an extra. Extra wall because if you because if your field would not be there, then the outer walls would have been enough enough the outer walls that I made. But now that your field is in the middle, I have to go ahead and make an inner fence because of you, and that's why in the case this could be a case of zenan of zalei chasid that will be chayiv to pay. Okay, now the Gemara wants to bring bring a raya from Rabbi in regards to this Mishnah essay that that is potter. Toshma, we learned to come and hear a raya from the Brisa. So look in Rashi. So look in Rashi. Yeah, look in Rashi. Reuven has an outer fence. Now, Shimon, his field is here, so Reuven goes and makes now another fence in middle. Another three, a three, a three-walled fence. Now, Reuven could tell Shimon, if your field wouldn't be there, all I would have to do is buy enough metal or whatever the fence is made out for the outer part of the wall. But now that you're there, I have to make Vike another three, another three, another three fences. That's the way I understood Rashi. Okay, Toshma. Omar Rabbi says, "Im Omad Nika Vigodar Esrevis." If after Reuven went ahead and, and surrounded three um, sides, Omad Nikif. So now the Nikif got up Vigodar Esrevis. So what happened? If let's say the um, the um, the owner surrounded the inner field, the owner of the of the if the owner of the surrounded, in other words, the inner field arose and it closed the fourth side on its on his own. So based in now, the base that imposes him the obligation to pay his share of all. As through his actions, he demonstrated that he was interested in having in, in having the fence. So what's the Gemara Medayak? Time it the Godar Nikov. What's the reason why we make him pay? Is because the owner of the surrounded field arose and enclosed the fourth side. Ha Makif but had the owner of the surrounding field built the fourth fence on his own, okay. then Potter would be Potter. So what do we see from this, Bryce? Shmami, no, we see from here, Zen Nana. In the case of Zen Nana, he has to know. Shimon has to know. And Reuven doesn't lack anything by Shimon using his fence. So we see that in cases over here, the Zen Nana Bezalei is Potter. Why? And the only reason why he's Chayv over there is because the Godar Nikif. If the Nikif would not go ahead and make the Godar, then, then he'd be off the hook. Mars says no. Shani Hasa, over there it's case, the Amr Lake, Shimon could tell Reuven that Reuven, Shimon could tell Shimon, you did not have to go ahead and make, let's say, a wall of stones, nice fancy, uh, nice brickwork. For me, it's enough, a fence worth, yeah, a simple one, worth, let's say, a dinner, sufficient. I didn't wish to pay for an expensive face. Fence. Duvos machinets. You want to go ahead and make an expensive fence? Okay, that's on you. So that's why over there, that's why in that case, 
uh, we make him pay for some of it because because he. Um, be, I'm sorry, that's why he's putter. Why? Because he can say, I don't need to have such an expensive Unless offense. he builds a fourth ball, the same, same, same uh, status. Right, then he has to pay, yeah. Because then, then he shows that he likes it. Okay, so now the Gemara brings uh, uh, another Mishnah to be patient to Suffolk. Tashman, the Gemara, Mishnah, Bab Metziah. Habayis v'aliyah shoshnaim. This is a case of, if a house, you have a, a regular house, and it's upper story, so you have a two, 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 family, two family house. You have uh, one story in the upper story. And so you have a bias value. They bought a two family house. One guy lives on the bottom and one guy lives on top. And what happened? Shinaflu. The house collapsed. So now it necessitates that the entire structure needs to be rebuilt. The whole house collapsed. So what happens? The owner of the upper story told, tells now the owner, owner of the lower story of the house, you go build the lower story again. So now that you build the lower story, I can go ahead and build uh, the upper story. Now, but the owner of the lower story doesn't want to do so. So what's the din? is The owner of the upper story could build the lower story of the house to live in it until the owner of the lower story, until the owner of the lower story will pay him for his expenses. And then only then he's required to vacate the lower story of the house and build the upper story. So that's the din. So Nachamol. This is a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, you have a two-family house, a bias valiyah of two people, it collapsed. The Balaliyah now tells, the guy on the second floor tells us, the guy on the first floor, you go build the house, and then I'll build my second part. Uh, the owner says, uh, the first part says, absolutely not, I'm not building garnished. So the halacha is that the aliyah guy can come build the whole house and squat there, kibiyachal, and be there until he pays the construction Force costs. Force him to pay. Okay, so now the Gemara learns from here. Over here, it's only the expenses of the owner of the lower story of the house that he has to go obligate to pay the guy who, owns the, the guy who built the, the structure. But let's say the guy went ahead and lived there for 10 months. Let's say the guy, the owner of the upper story, lived in the lower story for 10 months, forcing him to go pay. What's the din? He won't be chayef to pay. Why not? Shemami, know what do you see from here? This is a case of zenena, because the upper guy now has a bigger house to live in. And the owner of the lower story doesn't suffer a loss. That looks bigger. I mean, you're talking two, two floors. Yeah, but here the vort is. Here, what, depends on the next. Right, but here the vort is. Maybe the, the guy in the lower story says, "You know what? I don't need this property. I don't need the headache." So, so, so Zenena, I guess the one who what? The owner of the of the lower story benefits from the living in the in the in the lower in the lower story. The owner of the lower story didn't suffer a loss because he doesn't need he doesn't need it now. Obviously, Obviously. It's a different uh, today. It's a different story. Yeah. You have uh, insurance. The insurance right. Is about but these yeah. DC, you know, people people see people people are watching this year are living in the in the west living in they don't understand these halachas yeah. but here in Brooklyn it's very it's very negea. anyway so what do we see Zen of Zalechos Potter so the Gemara answers and says no you cannot bring a rye over there because Shani Hossam over there is different why the base of Aliyah Mishtabit 
it's different there because the lower story of the house is, is, is subjugated now to the upper story. Because it's also the, the, the lower story is a foundation of the upper story. Supporting it. Supporting it. And therefore the owner of the lower story of the house is obligated to provide uh, like a lodging to the owner of the upper story in the interim. So how does the Gemara look at it? The Gemara looks at it a little bit differently. We're thinking the whole time that this is Zenan of Zalichas, so the Gemara says no. The, the, the guy on the bottom needs to, needs to uh, provide a support to the guy on top. The guy on top now says, I don't have a support. Okay, so I'm going to live here in the interim until you figure out a support for me. Tashma. Now the Gemara is going to bring another, another Mishnah. Also, somebody uh, who lives on the top floor. So what's the case over there? The case is, in the, if you look in the continuation of the Mishnah over there, Rabbi Huda, he disagrees with the first Tana, and he holds that, that the owner of the upper story is not allowed to reside in the lower story of the house without payment. So the Allah is, and that's what, this is what Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda argues on the Tanakam and says, "Af zador bechatzer chaveri shleimi daitei." Charles and he brings a raya. He brings a proof that the owner of the upper story has to pay rent. Is from the halacha that even though even this who lives in another courtyard without his knowledge must pay him rent. So Shmami, no. What do we see from here? We conclude from this Mishnah: Zeh nena bezeh loy chaser. The case of a person who derives benefit and the one does not suffer a loss, the one who derives benefit is chayiv is obligated to pay. I see from this case over here that Hador and it doesn't affect him any at all. So the Gemara answers and says, the Gemara rejects this and says, no, Shani Hasam, it's different there. Why? Because there it's possible to claim that the owner of the lower story suffers a loss due to the blackening of the walls. Because when a person lives in a home, the value of the home, like you said, the wear and tear depreciates due to the use. So that's why, because at the end of the day, exactly, so that's what he has to pay. Yeah, the, the um, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the wear and tear depreciates the value. Exactly like people go into the rent the car's standing over here, let me use it. Exactly, what do you care? So this Shaila um, was not successfully resolved. So they, they sent this uh, Shaila to the Yeshiva Rabami to ask him his opinion. So Rabami said, And what did, what did the squatter, notice, what did the squatter do to the owner? What loss did he cause him? What damage did he do? Rabami holds that if they're, if this one derives hano, and that one does not suffer a loss, so the no payment is necessary. So when when they asked this dilemma, so when they asked, when 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 they asked about this shaila, so Rabbi so he says, let us consider consider this matter. Now So after waiting and not receiving a, a, a answer from Rabbi So he said, They kept sending me the Shaila and I found 
But I have not sent them a reply. In other words, he's saying they should have realized that Rabbi Abba did not have answer to them. That's why he didn't answer. Okay, Itmar. If somebody um, lives in the Chatzir, he doesn't have to pay him rent. Rabbi Sorry, No, he does have to pay rent. This said that he has to charge rent. He didn't say in the name Befedish. You're talking the upstairs or lives downstairs? The Chatzir. The Chatzir? The Chatzir? The Chatzir? The Chatzir? The Chatzir? The Chatzir? The he didn't hear it befeish, but he, it's in mechla. Why? The time we learned in a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah Meila says, not all. If let's say the gizber, which is the the, the treasurer who's memuna on hekdish, he went ahead and he took either evan or a kedush or hekdish. He took either a stone or a beam of hekdish for himself. So the halach is harzele mol. He's not over on Meila. Why? Because he he, he was not mishana the rishus. Because the gizber even before he took it. For himself, it was, it was still it was always in his rishus. So, in order to be Avram Ela, you have to be Mishan of the rishus, which he didn't. Now, if let's say he gives a stone of the base of to his friends, and his friend bought it, since the the gizbar has rishus to give it, who mal? He the gizbar is Avram Ela. Why? Because it went from hektish to chulin. However, because since the gizbar took it to Chulin, it belongs to him. Now, what if the gizbar did not go ahead and take it from Rishus Hektish, but he took a stone and he built it in his house. He's not uh, until he lived under, and he had know at least this, the, the shear of, of Shavapruta. And Shmuel says, that this that the Mishnah said that if his door tachta shavaputa's mall ushenichal pi aruba, that he put it on like a skylight. He didn't. He, he, it wasn't. It wasn't kevea in the building. But if he let's say he built it in the beams, so through the shinai he took it now from hektish. And now Rabbi Bo stand in front of Yechlan. And he said this in the name of Shmuel. He says, Why? Because when a person lives under it, it's not Midas Hektish. And what do you see? That when it's not Midas Hektish, she's Chayef. And Rabbi Yechlan kept quiet. Now, Rabbi Bo Sabar thought, the shots the fact that Bichlan was quiet, he agrees to him. Well, in the question, and the answer is that no, he didn't listen. Bichlan didn't listen to his words. Why? Because he said that it's not the same. Because hektish, you can't say the idea of Shalemidas, because because there's always the Shkina there, it's always the Ibishters. He says that Hektish Shalemidas. Is um, in other words, by hektish you always have das because the time that it's it's the, the nichtan say hektish shechina 
the time that it's nichnas nichnas eglish, basically the shechina knows about it, so therefore you can't compare it. Sholchalidah Abba Bar Zavda the Mori Bar Mori, the Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda sent to Mori Bar Mar. Boy minei berev huna. So he says like this: Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda sent a message to Mori Bar Mar saying that boy bi minei berev huna. Ask the following shaila before the huna. Hador bechatzer chaveri shleimi daiti. Person who resides in another chatzer without the knowledge. At the end of the day, does a person who 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 resides in another courtyard does without the knowledge of the owner? Does he need to pay him rent or not pay him back rent? So what happened? So that's what he told him. He says, asking the shaila. In the meantime, before he responded to the question, Noch Nashi Ravuna passed away. So Rabba Baravuna says. This is what our Mori says in the name of the Rav. One who rents a house from Reuven, uh, sorry, Nechamal, he does not need to pay him rent. And he says, a person who rents a house from Reuven has to pay Shimon. So the Gemara asks right away, Shimon, Mayavidite. What does Shimon have to do with this? He rents a house from Reuven, he pays Shimon, like, what's the king, like, Makesha? So the says, this is what he means to say. Nimsa. If he discovered that the house that he rented did not actually belong to a guy rented a house and Reuven comes as the landlord, uh, I'm the Balabais. And now it comes out that Reuven realizes that this guy is renting it to Shleiber Yashus. He has to pay rent to Shimon. That's the Allah. So the Gemara asks like this Tarti. So the Gemara says, did Rav Huna state two halachas which are say to each other, which contradict each other? Why? Because on the one hand, he says that a person whose door, b'chotza chavedei, shloi midas of the owner, does not need to pay him rent. That's what Rav Huna says. But on the other hand, he says that if it's discovered that the true owner of a rented house was someone else, and therefore the tenant live, was living in another, and therefore the tenant was living in another chotza without the owner's knowledge, He's obligated to pay him rent. So Hador Bukhatsa Khabir Shalimi Dasarvuna says that ain't Sarlal is And but he says on the other hand that if you pay the wrong guy rent, so you have to you, then you have to go ahead and make sure to pay the right guy the rent. So why? So why, what's the difference between the two? So my answer is no, it's not a stira. The second Allah which states that he's obligated to paying rent is referring to a khatra that stands to be rented out. So it stands to be rented out, you have to pay for it. The Allah which stated that he's not obligated to pay rent is referring to a chotzer that does not stand to be rented out. And a person who rents out. So first of all, a person who resides in another courtyard without his knowledge does not need to pay rent. And a person who rents out a house from the residents of the city um, a person who rents a house from the residents of the city must pay rent to the owners. So the says, Owners, what do they have to do with it? The case concerns a person who rents a property from the residents of the city. In other words, the house is, a, is public property. So the Gemara answers and says, This is what, this is what it means to say. If it's discovered that the house did have owners, 
So if it's discovered that the house did have owners and was not public property, the renters must pay rent to, the, to those who own it. So the Gemara says again, Tarti, you have two halachas which say to each other. So the Gemara answers, how the Kaimelagra, the Lake Kaimelagra, the same thing, it depends um, if the courtyard is, is, stands to be rented out or not. Okay. If a person who resides in another person's chotzer without his knowledge, he does not need to pay him rent. Why? Because the Pasuk says, He says, And the gate is struck into ruin. In other words, a house which is not lived in will collapse at some point. So hear this out. A person who lives in another person's uninhabited house is providing a service to him. Because he says, If not for me... Your house, your house would have uh, would fall apart. Omar Mar Baravashi, Omar Mar Baravashi, He says, uh, "I saw this rune and a managad chitera. It looked like uh, it looked like an ox gored it. In other words, it looked like it was devastating." He says, "A home that has lived in it is settled and safeguarded. A home that's not lived in it and no one looks after it, it's it's a chorva." Fred Gemara, hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so the Messiah says, My Benai, what's the difference between a Yasef and a Rav and a Yasef? So my answer says, The difference between them is with regards to a house that the owner uses uh, to store wood and straw. In other words, the house is not empty and desolate, but there's nobody living in it. It's a, it's a, it's a warehouse. According to Yasef's reasoning, a squatter there would not have to pay rent to the owner because he says, I'm, I'm providing a service for you. There was a certain man who built a mansion on a garbage heap belonging to orphans. There was a, there was a garbage heap that belonged to orphans. Yeah, and a guy possessed and built a mansion there. Rabnachmed <laughs> now confiscated his mansion from him because he didn't pay the owner of the property. Does he hold that a person who resides in another courtyard without the knowledge must to pay rent? The Gemara says like this. In that story, is the case of these Karmanians. They were from like the nomadic tribes that uh, were initially living on the property. And at least they pay the same something. So Amrlais, what happened was is the Reb Nachman told him, Zil Paisinu Liasmi, go give the Yusim something. And Vlay Ashkech, he didn't listen. So Abir Reb Nachman, Pandi Mine, Reb Nachman now confiscated his mansion from him. Okay, then the Mishnah said, Ketzim Meshalemis Mashinanis. Under what circumstance does the owner of the animal pay um, the benefit of this animal derived? So if you remember, the Mishnah said, if the animal ate produce, let's say in public square in the area before the storefronts, so the, animal, the, the owner of the animal has to pay, even though Rosh Hashanah is potty, he has to pay what he, what he benefited. If the animal ate from a food places at the side of the public square, which is not public, so the owner of the animal has to pay what it damaged. And, right. And this is the halacha, like, you know, the, 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 and, and we look at it like he was, like you said, he was, he was great in Rosh Hashanah. Now, Amar Rav, Rav said, when the Mishnah says that the owner of the animal pays for what damaged, it's referring to where the animal turns its head to reach the food, but the animal itself is standing completely inside the Rosh Hashanah and eats while it's standing there. And Shmuel Amar, no, if he's standing in the Rosh Hashanah and it turns its head to eat from food placed at the side of the public square, the owner is a potter. 
Why? Because the fact is, where's the owner? Where's the animal? The animals. And According to Shmuel, how do you find a case in which the owner is hired to pay for all the damage caused when the animal ate from food placed at the side of the public square? When an animal leaves the public square, and goes and stands at the side of the public square and eats the food store there. So in that case, its owner certainly pays for its damage, and, and as this area is comparable to the property of the Shusanizk. Some say that the halacha is an independent machlekes and not as an explanation of the Mishnah. If an animal standing on a shusar and turns its head to eat from food placed at the side of the public square, so Rav Omar chayev es Shmuel Amar Ptura. According to Shmuel, with regards to the Mishnah, that its owner pays for what is damaged, how can you find a case in which the owner is chayev? Example, the animal leaves the public square and goes at the side of the public square and eats the food stored there. So like this, the mission says that if the animal ate produce from the entrance of the store, its owner pays for the benefit that the animal derived as the status of a store entrance is like Rosh Hashanah. So how could, he, how could he find this circumstance? So it's obvious that the discussion in the case concerns an animal that turns its head from the Rosh Hashanah at the entrance of the store. Only what is nana, but not, not what he damaged. So my answer is, that Yitzchak asked the Shailah, and he resolved it by explaining that the case in the mission is talking about the Kaima Bekenazavis is located on the corner and it's situated in a way that some of the produce there would be in the animal's path as it turns, the corner, and therefore the animal would not need to turn its head away from the Rosh Hashanah in order to eat it. In the case of Machzeres, everybody agrees with Chayavis. They disagree in the case where one allocates space from the property as he doesn't have use for it and he adds the space to the public domain. That the machlekes is only in the case where this animal turns its head in Rosh Hashanah Square. As this area is categorized as Rosh Hashanah but if one allocated some space from his property and added it to the Rosh Hashanah and damage happened there, then Ptura is Patrush. So the Gemara says, Should we say that they disagree? Uh, to damage classified as burr, that one dog inside one owns domain and therefore made it hefker. So Rabu says that it's putter. So similarly, so similarly, the, the produce is viewed as Rashusar Abim, and the animal owner should be putter. So the I can tell you that usually if one digs a pit within his own property and then he makes it hefker, so he's potter. He says it's not at all in your power to bring your produce close to the Shusarabim and and to also hold my ox liable for eating it. Usually a bear is chayiv. 
Granted, it's possible to say that he was not aware, meaning the injured party was not thinking about the possibility that there may be a pit there and he could cause him harm. And therefore, the person who dug the pit is chayiv. But with regards to the produce, could a person say that it was not an animal, the animal was not aware of it? He sees it and he went for it. So the Mar suggests, shall we say that the machlekes of turning the head and eats the produce at the side of the road is it says, if a person ate produce from the public square, so, the owner pays for the benefit that the animal derived. But from the tzad, it pays what it damaged. That it's not typical for an animal to eat in the Yerushalayim, but only, uh, only to walk there. So therefore the owner is chayiv. So the same thing. Turning is the difference. He pays what he damaged. Mar says, no. Everyone agrees that the in the case of the animal that turns is either Here they're arguing in Pshat which rendered the owner of the animal liable for damage classified as eating. So the Gemara says, Why are you saying that the Machlekes is that in the domain of the damage, he could say, let the owner of the animal say to the owner of the produce, what is your produce doing on my property? Rather, you must say the difference between them is with regards to between Ilfa and Rebbeisha concerning an animal that ate produce from the back of another animal, as we learned yesterday. The mayor holds that one is never higher for damage classified as eating in Rosh Hashanah, even if the animal ate from the back of another. And Rebbeisha holds that if he ate the back of another animal, it's equivalent to eating the property of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, tomorrow we'll start from the Mishnah.